0: Welcome to She's a 10 times 5. You got it. That's the big five o. Listen along as we try to figure out our what's next as we venture into this new age of reinvention. Through
1: relatable topics, real-life stories, and inspiring guests, join us on our journey of growth and laughter. Hey, I'm Lori, former Army Airborne Captain, but don't let that fool you. I'm the Loose Cannon. And I'm Lisa, a girl's girl
0: who loves sugar. But watch out for that spice. Let's do this. Hi, everybody. Welcome to She's a 10 times 5. Hi, Lori. Well, hello, Lisa. Okay, I I cannot wait to get back. We're 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 looking at part 2. And for those of you who have not listened to last week's episode, it was a doozy and it was the beginning of a, an amazing story um of love and loss and betrayal. And our guest, Laura Friedman Williams, is with us to tell us about the second half of her book and her story. And this is the part that gets, you know, Kind of interesting and fun in a very. Uh, what do you say? It's hot. It's hot. It's hot. It's 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 like sizzling bacon, and it's yeah, yeah. and it's raw, and uh-huh, it's uh-huh. gutsy as hell. I have to tell yeah. you. So, welcome, Laura, back to Studio Fifty, and Thank you. L- yeah, okay. Well, so for those that haven't listened, mm-hmm. I'm going to give her a proper introduction. Yes, please do.
1: Okay, so. For those of you that didn't listen to the first one, and if you didn't, shame on you, because it's a really good story. (laughs) Go back and listen. It's a really good relatable story that I think any woman in a, she's a 10 times four or five, whatever. It's great. Okay. (laughs) Yes. So we today have with us for part two, Laura Friedman Williams, who's a native New Yorker, Manhattan baby, and is the author of the recently published book, Available a Memoir of Sex and Dating After Marriage ends. Yes. I handled that a lot better this time. Yes, you did. I struggled Good with job. it the first, the first one. Um, this is her first book exploring various roles we take on through the course of our lives and how they come to define us. And it has been featured in the Financial Times, Cosmopolitan UK, Vogue UK, and the Daily Mail. She lives in downtown Manhattan with her three amazing kids. Welcome back for part two, Laura. I'm so excited.
2: Never enough time with you guys. I can tell. I'm gonna want an episode three after
0: this. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. you're welcome back anytime. Oh great, super. Yeah, well, you, you know, know what? I might, you know, I might available. be in New York. Yeah.
1: I might be in New York in the fall for my college reunion and <gasps> you know, maybe I'll have to go out and document some of your dalliances.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or at least visit the
1: Can I be maybe a my wingman. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Oh. oh my gosh, that's funny. Well, okay. How do I even tee this off? So let so if you didn't listen to the first episode, you really need to, because then you hear what, Laura, you were going through with the end of your marriage. And this lead us into where you started to transition and say, okay, I need to find myself and this next part of me.
2: So it- I, you know, when I wrote my book, I want to say also that I, um, Originally, it was going to be a sort of sex in the city, like anecdotes of a middle-aged woman out on the town. And I realized how inauthentic that was because I was still broken. You -hmm. know, I was reeling the loss of my marriage. So I was two things. I was a very curious woman who wanted to see what life as a middle-aged single woman would look like. And I was a broken wife Mm -hmm. whose husband had betrayed her. So it was very, it's very important to me that women who were listening to this understand that it wasn't like, I was like, Ooh, I'm single. I'm about to go out and have a good time. I wasn't, it wasn't like that. No, but about six months into, you know, my just basically like drooping through life. um, I realized like, I just don't want to live like this. This is not, this can't be what was supposed to be my life. This can't be it. Mm -hmm. It really was a shift for me psychologically, a, a really huge emotional shift of saying, just see what there is. Just get out there and see what there is. There's only one way to find out. And that's by walking out the door. So um, I went out by myself. It was like, I just had the motivation to do it and I knew I needed to do it immediately. My kids were all with people and my youngest was with her dad. And I went to a bar in this very small town upstate where I um, was spending the summer. And I walked into this bar and ordered a drink and sat by myself and looked around and everybody was really old. Had like white hair and windbreakers, and I was like, Oh my god, my parents are probably going to walk in any minute. This is totally like my parents' crowd. This is a you know, Saturday night in the country, big night at the bar because there's a (laughs) live singer night. And what a cute little girl I am thinking, This is how you find love. Like, we're not living in a rom com, yeah, but um, you know, okay, so that was my but I thought, Well, I'm here, I'm going to drink this drink. You know, carry on with my life. I made it out tonight. That was good. And then lo and behold, there shows up this tall, handsome man. And um, I kind of stalked him for a little while to see if a girlfriend was going to appear. And no one appeared next to him. So I thought, well, I I don't know how to get this guy's attention because I'm clearly invisible. You know, nobody notices me because I'm like, why would anybody notice me? I'm so alone and so lonely. Mm
3: -hmm. So I made this
2: big, like well, show of dragging my stool away from him <laughs> to catch uh, his attention, like to make it so that he would look at me. And yeah. he did. And he was like, I'm I'm sorry. You know, like that he was in my way. And I was like, no, no, not at all. I just, you were so many people and I'm just here by myself.
3: So give more room.
2: And he was like, okay, great. And then he went back to his group and I was like, wow, that's amazing. So now I pulled my seat away and I'm like actually sitting by myself, like marooned on this island. I was just mortified. I, 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 always say like, I don't think there was ever a time where I felt both invisible and more conspicuous oh. that people were like watching me and like, what is wrong with that woman? And also, is there really someone there? Because I felt like a ghost of a person. Oh. He finally noticed me and um, started talking to me and it became clear that he was single and um, in the area just for a weekend. And we started talking and he was, I didn't even know what flirting looked like, you know, the last time I had been single, I was like 20, 19 years yeah. old. Yeah, But we I, I popped up from my chair to see the singer and he goes, well, your hair smells amazing. And I was, I just started chuckling. I thought this is actually how it's done. Like it's, <laughs> you're just going to go according to this script.
1: Gee, your hair smells okay. terrific.
2: So, so I kept thinking, <laughs> why don't they still make that, that shampoo? I sometimes still look for old ads of it. Gee, your hair smells terrific. It's yeah. amazing. I can't remember. Anything. That
1: and Gina Tay and you're all set. <laughs> Gina-tale.
2: Gina-tale. Um, so I ended up, we ended up um, leaving together because we, he wanted to get something to eat. We went around the corner and he wanted me to get something to eat with him. And I said, I just, I can't. And he said, so have a drink. And I said, I just, I can't, I've had two drinks and I have to drive home. And he said, okay. And I said, are you really that hungry? And I, I looked at him like, eat me, you know, <laughs> like this, this is, you don't need to eat barbecue. here. Right. Yeah. You know, it took us a second. And then he just he kissed me. I backed up into the brick wall behind me. He kissed me so hard. And I was like, oh my God, I am a dead plant being watered. I need to go back to your hotel room immediately. Oh my and God. So we walked a few blocks to his totally seedy hotel. Oh, geez. <laughs> and day, I pass and think, I can't believe this was the place of my first uh, tryst, but okay. And we went into his room and I couldn't believe it was happening. I, I mean... I hadn't even thought about having sex with anyone else. And then suddenly it really just felt like I was a teenager again, like a virgin that I was about to have sex with somebody for the first time that my parents might walk in any second. I kept thinking like, who, who could walk in here? My husband, he's not going to walk in. I'm not doing anything wrong. We've agreed that we're going to see other people. So I'm not, I'm not cheating. I'm not doing anything. I shouldn't be doing that part. Like just giving myself permission Mm. felt so overwhelming. I had to give, I had to keep coaching myself and he went into the bathroom to get himself ready. And while he did that, I, I got so nervous that he would be appalled by my huge strapless bra and, or <laughs> that he would struggle with my belt that I, while he was in the bathroom, I took everything off. I just, like everything. Yeah. Even my thong. I mean, I, I the, th- the only thong I probably owned, you know, at
1: that time. <laughs>
2: I put, and then I folded it all in a, cause I didn't want my dress to wrinkled. I put it in a little pile and he comes back out of the bathroom and I'm just standing there like
0: completely, completely naked. Knit. Yeah. Oh my God.
2: And I said to him, uh, is this too much? Like meaning this is not how it's done. How embarrassing. And he said, no, it's, it's definitely not too much. Just wasn't expecting it. And then, um, that was it. <laughs> oh so was he good? Oh my God. I mean, I actually, my heart just skipped a beat when you asked that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. He sure was. And I mean, he was young and super fit and he'd been single, you know, he had a condom in his wallet. So clearly he knew how this was oh. done. He'd been doing this. And I mean, I have, I, can I, how graphic can I be here? Go for, Go our, for girl. it, girl. Yeah. So We're all grown women. He, he you know, <laughs> got up close and personal with me and mm-hmm. he looks up at me and what, says, what
1: know, do you mean by that, Laura? <laughs> well, I mean, his,
2: his head was between my legs and he said, uh. you, you know you have a great pussy. And I just started cracking up. I could not, again, I couldn't believe that people talk like this. Right. And he was like, why is that funny? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I just don't know what makes a great pussy. And I I didn't realize that was a word like people actually used. So what did you think he'd uh, say?
1: Wow. You have a great vagina.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Why would he say anything?
1: Well, like because, why would he say
2: anything? Yeah, why would and he also, say anything?
1: Aren't you glad he I did? I
2: thinking, what, what were you expecting to find? Like, were you, did you think like, because I've given birth three times or I'm in midlife, it, it might be really horrifying down there. Like, right. what defines a great pussy? I, I actually, that was a question that I really became curious about. And I did ask people over the course of dating, like, what defines a great pussy? Like, when you say you smell great, what is that, what does the smell smell like to you? Because I can't, you know, it's, I don't know. I just couldn't figure it out
1: so we, <laughs> we wait, had wait, sex are you gonna so tell, tell us what makes a great pussy oh, th- um, we well, need
2: to know there's just a certain scent Uh uh-huh. um, okay and the way a taste
0: or a lack uh, of milk. scent maybe do you
2: eat a yeah. lot of pineapples i guess everybody has their own natural scent okay uh, yeah. and yep. apparently mine is nice yours is kosher Mine yes. is kosher. Yeah, sure is. It's hey, a little rosy. You know, I have this really nice rose oil I use, oh. and I, I'm very, I'm very generous
1: with where I rub that. I got it. So, I like it. Um, You've got a rosy it, pussy. <laughs> 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 oh, jeez, we're going, we're going downhill fast. Um, do you yeah. know? I did oh. hear though that if you if you eat no. a lot of pineapple, that helps. Oh, um, yeah. true
0: fact.
2: I mean, maybe. I seem. It seems a little overripe to me, but okay, okay. <laughs>
0: All right. All right. So he's, I mean, yeah, that would have thrown me for a little, I mean, <laughs> especially since, I mean, this is your first, like you call it your post, post-divorce virginity or get losing yeah. here. So, I mean. Yeah. That's... But I thought I would be devastated by it. Like I sort
2: of expected, like, so and what I said to him was, can you be gentle with me? Like, I have to confess to you that this is my first time having sex mm-hmm. with a man who's not my husband. And he was really nice about it. He was like, okay you know, I just broke up with this girl, like he'd been with her for like probably two minutes, but you know, for him, it was a big breakup. And so he was like, I totally understand, you know, no worries. And then I was like, wait a minute. I I can be anybody I want to be right now. I can say anything. I've already used the word pussy today. You know, it's like the first time I've ever even used that word. So I can say anything I want. And I said, well, uh, what I really want is for you to fuck me. I've never, I have never like really had that. And he was like, "Well, you just told me to be gentle with you," and I was like, "Yeah, I don't know what I want. I'm so, confused. I'm so overwhelmed. I just do what you want to do. do like basically, to. have it your way. And I'll let you know if I don't like it." We did, and it was like, it was eye-opening. It was the best thing ever because it really was like I felt so connected to my body. I felt connected to his body. Mm-hmm. I felt so alive. Like I really felt like somebody had just plugged me in, wow. and just being touched felt so good being wanted, uh, feeling desirable. You know, I've been thinking like, oh, I mean, I, I'm not ready to date, but like, who's going to want me? You know, last mm-hmm. time I was single, I was like, I had boobs up to here, you know, and I, my ass was super high and like, here I am. I've given birth. I've nursed my boobs are pancakes, you know, it's like the whole thing. And who's going to want this? And he did. So I thought, well, it can't be that bad. And I now know I have a really nice pussy. There so you go. So I had this just amazing night and we said goodbye and we didn't even exchange numbers. And I thought, this is such a weird feeling. Like he's not asking me for my number and I'm fine with it.
1: Yeah. And, and is I don't this, want social media, just out of curiosity. No, it was three years ago. Oh yeah. shit, Wait, Right. Yeah. yeah.
2: I don't ago. even think, I don't even, I didn't
1: know his you last didn't, name. He didn't look, oh
2: gosh. Okay. No, I, okay. I mean, I want to, I want to thank him. I'd like to thank him.
1: Yeah. For bringing or or at least give life. him a poke on Facebook.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I should. Yeah, he gave you a poke. I so. mean, I, I mean, really I I did. That's fair. I think so flattering to him. I mean, if I were him, I would be like, wow, I brought this one back to life. Like, right. I yeah. mean, it, wouldn't yeah, it be amazing
0: so. if he knew that he was in a book? He, I mean, his name yeah. isn't in a book, but that he, he really left a mark. Yeah, he did. But, <laughs> My question to you is, did you go out that night with the intent of, I want to get fucked, Mm. as you put it? Or did you, what was your goal to just, I just want to go out and be Be out and be noticed and just see what happens? I didn't even think I'd be noticed. I just wanted
2: Mm -hmm. to go out and not be in my bedroom crying by myself. Got it. Okay. So, And um, I I started to feel like my bedroom was like its own little prison. Right. You know? And like, so it's Saturday night. Other people are like living their lives and I'm in my room with the door closed. Yeah. And I got to do something about this. I got to shake this up. I mean, I did. I must have thought there was a chance of something happening because I showered, I groomed, I did put on that 40-year-old thong. And so rose, like, up <laughs> yeah, rose up with your oil? Yeah, rose up. I moved up. Yeah. So clearly I thought something could happen, but I didn't think it would. I just thought I should, you know, it was like carrying- prepared. Like, always be prepared. In case. Yeah. You know, you should always be prepared. Right. Right. Okay. Leave okay, we- underwear in case you're in an accident. It was
1: sure. just like that. L- Laura Lisa's she just gave me a dirty look because I just opened a bag of Twizzlers because I feel like we're watching she... this Zoom and I feel like I'm in a really fun movie, and I need yeah. I need movie
0: food. Okay, sorry.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. You guys had some popcorn. That'd be
0: fun. Okay, so this happens, and you, I mean. I I think I remember you just, you, you called your friend or you, I mean, or did you did not, was this the one you didn't tell anybody What take us from here. What, what did that awaken and what happened next? So the next day I was like,
2: I was in shock. I couldn't believe that I'd had sex with somebody and my friends had been like, you should try to go out. And I was like, go out. What does that even mean? Like, what am I going to do? So now I have this great story for them and it really was a story that was like right out of a rom com. So I sort of systematically called every one of my girlfriends who had been listening to me weep for the past six months and was like, guess what happened last night? And they hung on every word. They were the most appreciative audience in the universe. They mm-hmm. every single word. Tell me that again. Tell me that part again.
0: Oh my God. And
2: um, and they were hilarious about it, you know, clapping for me. <laughs> Well,
0: to they had also so it, seen what you were going through. So I'm sure they were, you know, elated for you to have a new perspective. On they anything. truly were.
2: There was both happiness for me, which felt really genuine and lovely. Mm-hmm. And also a lot of vicarious, like, what's it like to have sex again after mm-hmm. having sex with one man for almost 30 years, like we've been doing? Mm-hmm. Just what's it like? Well, what's it like? It's fucking thrilling. That's what it's like. I ask and, that
1: question all the time. What's new yeah. sex life? You know, it's
2: yeah, it's great. That part is great. So, I really just after that, you know, it was a, I wanted more, mm. uh, I needed more like immediately, but it was also not clear to me how to make that happen. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm up in the country in a very rural area. I'm with my, you know, seven year old taking her back and forth to camp every day. I've got teenagers coming and going. I still feel pretty crappy uh, about my marriage. I still haven't even decided if I'm going to stay in it. Mm-hmm. So it, it was not a clear path. I, I wasn't a one way trajectory. You know, it's, it's not quite like I just kept going, oh, I'll try this. Then I'll try that. Then I'm mm-hmm. just going to keep going. It's like, okay, I took a step back. Then I, you know, took a step forward. I'm sorry. And then probably took five steps back. Right. And mm-hmm. sort of thought, who am I to think I might have another life? What a joke. How, how could you think that you have the room or the space for this? You have to be a mother right now. You've got mm-hmm. kids in pain. You can't go out and have a sex life and enjoy yourself and have fun. That's Mm -hmm. not part of your mission right now. Your mission is to get your kids through this terrible time and to figure out what the next move is going to be. So I grappled a lot with that. You know, there was uh, certainly when I was in the moment with whoever I was with, I fully enjoyed it. I learned something I had never learned in my entire life, which was how to be present. Just be here now. You know, you're in this Mm. man's bed You're being devoured. You're you're being admired. Just be here. In an hour, you're gonna be back in your kitchen making dinner for the kids. But you'll have a big
1: smile on your face.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You're well and a glow. Okay, but I but you know, I'm still gonna be back in the trenches. Sure. And so make this last. So I started um really making myself available to anybody that would take me. (laughs) And I'm going to say I set the bar pretty low. Mm -hmm. So if, you know, like my, my criteria was that just a man not be married, that he, you know, be decent looking. I like some nice muscles, you know, I'm, I'm like a muscular sort, uh, that he'd working parts and that he wanted me. And that was like pretty much it. I wasn't looking for a relationship. I didn't have time for one or a desire for one. I really just wanted to, I, I guess se- I used sex as a two-part thing. One, I used it as a, a distraction mm-hmm. uh, and a sort of coping mechanism. And I think a lot of therapists will say, don't use sex for that. But honestly, it worked for me. It brought me back to myself. It helped me find myself again. Like, what do I have that doesn't belong to anybody else? What is the part of me that doesn't belong to my kids, doesn't belong to my ex-husband, doesn't belong to any of these men that I'm sleeping with? That is my private, my most private thoughts mm-hmm. and my body. And so I really learned, I really embraced that, that sort of feeling of independence. And it was just, i would never been a very sexually curious or adventurous person. I was totally like a missionary position, kind of like sex on Saturday nights wife. And now I was like, what can you do with me? that I don't know about. What are things that are I just <laughs> caught of? I'm not the most adventurous person. I mean, I am very, I do know my body very well. So I, I do really
0: enjoy sex. You, and, yeah. I would say you're, you're, you're very orgasmic. I mean, you, a yeah. lot of women cannot reach orgasm through intercourse and, and yeah, and so, I mean, let's yeah. just get right to it here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's true. No, you I, were... It's true. And and people,
2: it's really funny. I've read some reviews in my book that are like, okay, nobody can orgasm every time she has sex. So, like, obviously, she's not telling the truth, but I do. And Good for you. everyone's well, I, like, I guess I don't. And then I make sure that even if it didn't happen from having sex,
1: it happens some other way, you know? Then... Time out. Yeah. What am I missing? People don't or- have orgasms when they have sex. <laughs>
0: Intercourse. So a lot of women cannot. Uh, They're more external. Yeah, they have to. Yeah, through penetration, they can't reach intercourse that way, or mean uh, orgasm that way. They have to have some other Other form form of stimulation. Yeah. So it's all it's all about friction. Not Laura. Laura. Laura can. Yeah.
2: But I also know, for example, like
1: what did I just
0: miss? I don't know. Oh
1: well, I was just gonna say I.
0: I guess. It's
1: in it's in the name, Lori, Laura. Oh, so Lori's And
0: <laughs> <So, yeah, laughs> I, I think we... I think See, so you understand. I, well, it's actually,
1: not impossible. We're just no the one lucky ones. And no, actually,
0: no. I, I can't do. So
1: let's yeah. just all okay. lay it out there. Well, so, unless, wow. unless they're having... Unless they have a baby Crayola. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, no. I mean... <laughs>
2: God. I mean, even if, if they have a baby crayola honestly you can add a. you just have two, to like, change your angle or,
1: or laura you can get we found this out by in, in one of our past episodes you can get a g-spot
0: filler oh wait oh, yeah is that the like, filler in or? your g-spot filler no, in your filler g-spot like like what? uh like rustlin or you, hey. you can put filler in your g-spot area and then it firms you, no up that way. area yeah, yeah way and really a lot of, a lot of gals do it apparently so we yeah. learned that on. A, I feel so naive now.
1: Well, either well, you, you add that to your bucket list.
2: Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't need to. it. <laughs> I need this box yeah, to, to it. work so I can buy myself that. Awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, there you go. Okay. Um,
2: yeah. So, so no, but I also think it's important for women to get uh, look comfortable with their bodies. So, you yes. know, I really probably wasn't. Um, I definitely had like a twenty-year-old vibrator. I broke out now and then in my married life, sure. but um, post-marriage. I've definitely gotten better vibrators, and I've also
1: just gotten a little more up
2: close and personal. Honey, I need more ride. support payments. <laughs> vibrator habits, real. I'm, I'm very frugal, so the ones I buy are very inexpensive, and I, I'm convinced that those are just as good as anything else. Because yes. it, it, some people have bought me fancier ones, and I like my simple ones.
3: Oh, yeah. I like
2: it. It, it. An on-off button is really—I just a little. It's a vibrator. I need mm-hmm. it to vibrate. That's it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yes. I mean. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, from there, you you know you you have a series of in your book, you talk about you know these gentlemen that you are with, and you give them a number because this is like kind of a big deal, I think, in your world. you're you're giving them a you know maybe it's because you don't want to name them, but you give them a number. So you moved on to number two and then two. I I identified them like in Sex of the City, Mr. Big. Oh, it was Mr. Number two. And then there was Mr. Number three. And I would go, okay, no, Mr. Number three was this. And I could yes. recount them by their number. So, and I'm not- yeah, trying- my
2: friends, that was how my friends and I talked about them because they couldn't keep the names straight. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, you know, and then in writing the book, I definitely wasn't going to identify them. Sure. But all along it had been like- Oh, like okay. Number two, that was the guy that his dog like yes. left be alone. Number three was the vegan like farmer. Number four was the hot guy from the gym. Number you know, and I just yeah. had, number five was the first guy I met online. So that was how my friends and I referred to them. And I I guess it became a little bit of a personal mission for me. So I am nothing if not you know persistent and dogged when I want something. And what I wanted to know was. How can I have a fulfilling sex life, personal life, feel good about myself, but also be totally there for my kids? Still feel like I'm a, a super attentive mom, you know, and put my life back together. So I, I, felt like I needed to do all of that. So I really, as I said, I wasn't looking for a relationship. My goal was really just to have sex with people, and it became—I like <laughs> love that—a sort of contest. Like I, so my husband was only the third person who you know, because we were so young, we met, he was the third person I had sex with. And um, so I thought, well, now I'm like 47 years old and I've had sex with three men in my life. And I'm going to, let's see what I can do here to see what I like. And just to be a little bit wild, like I never was when I was 20 or 18. Right. So I, I just talked with as many people as I could. It became a little bit of a challenge for me eventually I wore myself out. I mean, I did get tired and there was a time where I was like, you know, it actually seems more appealing than going home and sleeping with you going home and eating ice cream and watching Netflix, you know, not all the time, but there Mm -hmm. was a shift at some point where it was like, Oh, okay. I got that out of my system. Um, so I went on this, you know, I was, I tried sleeping with a lot of different people. I dabbled in having relationships with some of them. You know, I didn't, Mm -hmm like they, they weren't all one night stands. Some of them I, I dated for, you know, a few times or a few months or whatever they, they did. Some of them had some longevity. And I was also seeing, what does this mean? Do I want someone who's going to want to meet my kids? Do I want to be with somebody who I could introduce to my mother? Do I want to be with somebody who is a perennial bachelor? Like how, and you know, there was one guy I dated, he was such a lovely man. And he was like in his early fifties and he'd never been married. And he said to me, you know, I can't really like you but uh, I want to be married and you have made it really clear that you are not like mm-hmm. you, I can't, you can't even put my name in your phone, you know, because yes. you don't want your kids to see it when it comes up. So you're you're not going to be marriage material. And that was that. And that was sad for me because I really liked him, mm-hmm. but I knew that I wasn't, I didn't want a boyfriend. I wanted like just somebody to have a companion to have fun with. And I, and it was also It doesn't feel good when you've been rejected to keep being rejected, right? So, you know, sometimes I would be with people, there was one guy I was with, and I really liked him. And when I tried to make a plan with him, he kept blowing me off. And finally I said, you know, I don't want to keep chasing you. If you're not interested in in seeing me, this was the gym guy. uh, Just let me know. Just, you can tell me. And he was like, yeah, I just think it's getting too serious too fast. So I thought, okay, if too serious means that we, like, make a date two weeks out, then, like, I guess that's not exactly what I want either. Like, if this is too serious for you, then uh, this is not for me. But, okay. But it still hurt. Yeah. You know, it still hurt. Like, I thought, that's how he sees me. Like, does he just see me as so reeling from my marriage that I need to grab onto him? Desperate. Yeah. It was not. Yeah. I I often felt desperate. I thought I looked desperate. And I really... That was one of my biggest fears. I didn't want to appear desperate. You know, I didn't. And I think sometimes because of that, I made some really stupid decisions along the way. Like sometimes I slept with people I shouldn't have.
0: Yeah. There was one gentleman, I don't even want to call him a gentleman. I, yeah. and that he was one of the online ones, I think. Yeah. He and, was the first online one. yeah. And you, I had a hard time reading that section because yeah. I felt like, like your old self of just going along or doing whatever. I don't even know what the word was, but it, it, I, word. I was like talking to you. I was like, just, just leave just leave. Don't yeah. sleep with this guy. Yeah. And it, it it was hard to read. I will be honest with you. That one was hard.
2: It was really upsetting to mm-hmm. me. I mean, so there was this man I, and I he sort of lured me to his house. Like we we're supposed to meet for coffee and we ended up at his house and I really didn't want to sleep with him. And I did. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was what was expected of me. And I was so worried about being perceived like as being this really naive woman. who just thinks that you can go to a man's house and not have sex with him. Like I've met him on Tinder. What what woman thinks that she can go on Tinder, go to a man's house and not have sex with him? And I I was so worried about this perception of me that I had sex with him, even though I really didn't want to. And then I felt so ashamed. I felt so dirty and just weak. And I hated the way I felt. So it was quite terrible for me. I'd never been in that position. Up until that Mm -hmm. encounter, sex had been empowering. It had been mine. It was my way of saying, like, I'm here, I'm ready, I'm on to the next chapter. And now it's like I just gave myself to somebody I didn't want to give myself to. So Ugh. what am I doing? But it was a great wake-up call for me because I learned like you have to be true to yourself. Right. So it doesn't matter if that man thinks you're naive. Like, you might be. Who gives who a cares?
0: shit what he thinks?
2: I mean <laughs> right. and who cares? It's disgusting. Yeah. So here's what he thinks. So it was ultimately a lesson for me and an empowering one, Mm -hmm. because I had to learn that, Mm -hmm. you know, I had to learn, like, you don't have to sleep with everybody just to get your numbers up or because you're there. Just because you're there doesn't mean you gave your consent.
0: Yeah. You didn't want to make the person feel bad, you know, because that's what they were expecting. And
2: because you're such a yes woman always. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'll fix that for you. Yes, I'll do that for you. Yes, I'll be there. You know, yes, I'll pick up your kids from school. Yes, have everybody over for dinner. You know, whatever it is, like, you don't have to do that anymore. And so that's where I think it's interesting when you're single and you have this role as someone's wife, Mm -hmm. someone's mother. And that's where you, how you really identify yourselves and you can use sex to grow your own independence and your, and to say, I like this. I don't like this. This is important to me and, or this is expected of me and this is what I'm going to do and not do. And I, it's totally going to be on my own terms. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to get to decide that for me. And I, I still feel that way. I feel like sex can be very empowering. Not only is it fun, it's really fun. It feels good but it's also very empowering because you get to do it on your own terms. You can't let somebody make those decisions for you. Wow.
0: Okay. So let's talk about some of that. Okay. Some observations I made through your book and these experiences. Okay. When I told you that I was reading some of it to my husband as we were doing our (laughs) drive to the office, I I said, you know, Sean, two two things. There's this topic of shaving or waxing, yeah. So that I want to talk about. And then also mm-hmm. I want to talk about what I found every single one of your experiences to start with. I thought it was so interesting. So, okay, let's start with the hair removal. Hair removal. So tell us about what, how did that come up? I mean, you had two, you had number two and number, and then subsequently was number three, six. Uh, number- two, three, four
2: Five. No, it was five and six actually. Five and six. Okay. But number five asked me if I would consider shaving off all of my hair, and I was like, "Ew, no! Why would I do that? I don't want to look like a prepubescent girl. Really? I, you know, like uh, I, I'm, i I've always had ha- hair. I mean, I clean up my bikini line, you know, sure. but like, I don't know. This that's I'm not in a porn movie. Like, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know women actually did that. I've heard of. I have friends who have gotten Brazilian. A lot of women gotten, do it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of women, and I've. I mean, I ultimately came, I did it. So I mm-hmm. know how humiliating it is and painful. So I, so he asked me to do it and I, I, I he kind of skeeved me out that guy. He was very controlling. And mm-hmm. so I didn't want to do it for him. I was mm-hmm. like, no, I don't want to do it. And I'm not going to do it. And that's that. Then number six, I'd been dating him for a while and he was a really nice guy. And he asked me if I would consider doing it. And I shut him down immediately. And not only did he ask me if I would do it, he told me he found it kind of unattractive, but I didn't. Oh, and that's that. that- that hurt, but it was also really honest. It wasn't Mm -hmm. said in a hurtful way. It was very honest of like, I find it really sexy when a woman doesn't have any hair and kind of not so attractive when she does. So I appreciated that it was, um, you know, very honest.
0: And he was Uh, telling you what turns him on. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't, I understood there wasn't a
2: judgment. It wasn't like you're unattractive to me or you need to do this to become attractive. It was just, I find that attractive.
0: Well, and he, he had been with you a while. It wasn't like, right? I mean, it yeah. wasn't like you told me no, in he the just beginning. Walked in and
2: he's smirking. He just walked into the house and he's smirking. Hi, so.
0: number six. Hi, number six. Well, Didn't you know shout what? Out hello.
2: Hello.
1: Hello. I find, like, I'm the same way. I do not like any hair anywhere <laughs> on a man. Like, I just, it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I'm, a personal I'm, preference. I, That's yeah. what I came to understand. It's just a preference. So I
2: thought, well, you know what? For him, maybe I'll do it. Because I'm curious to see what it's like. And if it means something to him, and I like him. Why not? I I could do that for for him. So uh, I went. I got well. I got sugar. You know, which is kind of like waxing. Mm-hmm. And I had them take off everything, absolutely everything. And I have a lot of hair. I'm you know Eastern European descent, and we're hairy. We're a hairy group.
1: And it, <laughs> so that hurt. was a fun day.
2: <laughs> that was like I didn't. I couldn't look at him afterwards. I was like, I can't. It's going to take me a couple of days to forgive you for even suggesting I do this. It was also so humiliating. I'm sorry, but when you're like lying on your stomach with your derriere up in the air holding your cheeks apart so they oh. can get every hair. It's like, I, and then I'm supposed to come back in four, four weeks to do it again.
0: <laughs> Sign but, <me> I, up.
2: <laughs> but I, but you know what? I have stayed bare. I just discovered that with a $10, uh, little like bikini trimmer, you, you can do it f- yourself. And if you don't ever let more than a couple of weeks go, it's really not that big a deal. And now like, I'm offended when I find like a stray hair, I'm offended by it. I'm like, you have no place here. We're bare now.
0: <laughs> You've come full circle. <laughs> you,
1: you know what I it have. is? You know what it is too? This is the upside is that you will never see it, a gray down there. <laughs> and that's the way I, that's the way I view it this is like, I, you know, I, I mentally and emotionally cannot handle that trauma. Yeah. 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 And
2: actually now that you say that I had spotted a few white hairs down there before I started shaving. So yeah. it He'll hadn't see. occurred yeah. to me that you could, and by the way, I don't recommend shaving because you'll be so uncomfortable when the hair grows back in. You'll be like itching at it. You'll be out of your mind. The trimmer is great. Cause it just goes down to the skin, but not under the skin. So mm-hmm. yeah, I've stayed this way and I like it. I like yeah. it. I, I feel so clean and it's easier to get my oil on. There you yeah, go. Yeah, you that gotta pill. have that rosebud gone.
0: I know. <laughs> <laughs> it always comes back to the rose. Okay, so this is the, so I'm, I'm reading, and I don't remember what number he was, but you guys, it was the second or third one that told you you had a nice pussy. <laughs> and he pops up and says that to you. And and I, I said to my husband, I go, okay, I'm reading this book. And I had a, kind of told him what I was reading. And I said, she's, been with she's recounted seven episodes, and I think six out of the seven started <laughs> started going down first. That was their first move, oh yeah, every single man started yeah. down like yeah. m- meeting they went downtown. and I was uh-huh. like, I just I never thought about that as being like the starting point of a you know a sexual encounter with someone you don't know that just seems so like yeah. intimate more I I mean, so intimate, intimate right but,
2: yeah, You're, it's yeah, but yeah, they all do. They love it. I, I, I mean, I, I was surprised. Like, it wasn't that I hadn't, you know, had had that in my sex yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't like the main event. And the main event was sex. You know, mm-hmm. like penetration. Mm-hmm. And I, I was surprised by how much every man liked it. Like they really seemed to need it. Yeah. And I mean, I like it, so I, I was fine with it. It wasn't like an issue for me. It was just a curiosity to me. Right. And and there, I had actually one really funny text conversation with a man on like Tinder. He was such a nice guy. He like was like, I'll text you when I get home from coaching my daughter's soccer game, sweet dad in the suburbs. And then he said, like, we made a date. And he's like, listen, I need, I need to tell you something or ask you something before we get together in person. Cause I don't want the date to like waste your time or mine. And I was married for a long time to a woman who did not like oral sex. And so I, I can only date women who, with whom I can have oral sex. So I, I need to know that I can go down on you like basically as long as I need to. Wow.
0: Um,
2: and that that's going to be okay. And I was like, I don't know if it's going to be okay. I I don't even know if I want you to kiss me, let alone go down on me. I, I don't know if I want you down there for hours. I, that sounds kind of exhausting, you know? <laughs> so I was just sort of like, no, thank you. Like, wow. I, I like oral sex, but I don't know if I want to have it with you. And so and he was like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. But when I was dating people, I did... <laughs> Ask them, like, what yeah. is mm-hmm. it about this that is so primal for you? Because I, I, for me, like giving, being the, the, mm-hmm. the recipient versus being the giver of it, like, it's fine. I can mm-hmm. take it or leave it. Like, I like that men like it so much, but they also like being inside of me. So it's yeah. not like, you know, it's, it's not like I have to have it to feel satiated anyway. Whereas I feel with a lot of men, they, they have to have it. And I've asked a, quite a few of them, Why? And they just say, they, they find it so appealing. This, this, the smell, it, they find it totally intoxicating, the, the taste of it, the smell of it, the feel of it, the whole thing. And so I don't know, I think it's just a different sensory hmm. understanding than I have. I, I still, and I've never been with a woman, so I don't know what it's like, you know, right. I'm, yeah. I'm curious, but I, you know, I'm, I'm curious, but I'm not, you know, like for me, like when I look at. D- down there, you know, and I can see everything since it's there. I, I think, <laughs> like this, yeah. like, this is what's so exciting to you. All right, work <laughs> yourself out.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. Well, I have a friend that I mean, she's she's really into oral sex on her husband, and I'm like, I don't know. I the joke I have is that God, ladies, if we were just if we were just to have sex or, and, and give a BJ once a week, we could get any handbag we want. We'd never get argument. Go
2: get that handbag. You know, I have a really good friend who was going away with her husband for their anniversary, and she said, for an anniversary gift, I really want to give him a a full proper blowjob, like from beginning to end. Like, I, I don't want it to be a build up to sex. I, I want him to come for the blowjob. Um, I need you to ask number six. Um, like, can I, can you get some tips for me? Are we gonna? See I, I don't know how six. to do it. Yeah, I don't know what. And so I took note, I asked him and I was like, tell me what you like, what would get you to the finish line with the blowjob versus sex. And I took notes and I told her and she said it worked. So um, there you you go. And, but she was also like, that's not happening again until like the next
1: day anniversary. <laughs> until, until the 50th. Yeah. yeah oh exactly. And <laughs> then she won't have to worry because it's a moot point at that time. <laughs> and she does have really nice shoes and bags. So yeah. Like well, is, you know, well, yeah, working. as much as we know, we have that power within ourselves. We still can't bring ourselves to do it as frequently as they would like. Right.
2: Maybe. No, yeah, nah. I just don't think, I mean, I would be, I'm, um, I actually, I need to talk to women who love Giving blowjobs, so I understand why they love it versus why men love having, you know, giving right. oral sex because
0: I, I don't get it. I don't just don't, I still don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't have the answer to that. I'm curious though. Yeah. All right. Is Mr. S- is uh Mr. number six standing right there? We'd love yeah, to say no, hi. Um, Number six. Okay, I
2: don't want to say his name.
0: No, don't say his name.
1: <clears throat> is it, is no. he going to have a dark name. mask on and we're not going <laughs> to?
0: No, you, I mean, you can see him, but you're not. Uh, we're not airing it. Yeah. No, hang on. I'm getting him. I'm
2: kidding. Sit down. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi, Hi, Mr. Six. How are you?
0: I'm great.
3: My own Mr. Big. Yes, yeah. your own
0: Mr. Big. It's so nice to put a face with a number. Um,
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have to say, you were such a highlight for me in the book because I found you to be so, uh, the grace you showed, Laura, in letting her pursue what she wanted and, how do I even say that? Just like giving her the space to find herself, but knowing that you didn't not want to be with her, you were willing to let her continue to find her way and you'd be there for her when she was ready was ready and came back ready. to you. And do you want to talk about that a little bit or do you?
3: Uh, you know, I think the, the interesting thing was when we first met and she started telling some of the stories early on, it was quite hysterical to listen to some of the escapades and I really encouraged her to write something, whether it was a series of articles or a book. And as things unfolded, I realized that we have a little bit of precious time together. You know, we have five children between the two of us. We have ex-spouses, we have homes, we have careers. So I think my tone was to just embrace the quality time we have and not put any kind of like hurry up and wait, or, you know, you go out with somebody, you've dated them a few times and the next thing you know, you're you know, you've slept with them a few times. And it's like, well, where are we going or what are we doing here? Right. And like, that's ridiculous at our ages. I mean, why not just go under this bubble of joyful time together and do things that we both enjoy and have mutual respect and not be judgmental and not be constraining. And um, also I think, you know, one of the joking words that I always employ with Laura is routinized, you know, let's not become routinized in our activities. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think the thing that's fun about us is that we do not have a quote unquote routine in our lives we spend time together because we choose to spend time together not because we're forced to be together and i also think that you know we're both very physical both physically active we work out religiously and we take care of ourselves we and we enjoy each other physically sexually a lot so we make time for that as well and it doesn't become um at least i can say this you might not say this i i don't think it becomes boring i don't think it's ever become Routine. I, I think it's always uh, new and exciting. And I figured, okay, you know, what? why be judgmental about w- where her marriage ended and w- where her life is going? But I'm along for the ride, and I enjoy our time together immensely.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. okay, that is awesome. And now we 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 I knew when I was reading that number six was well, a he was keeper. your favorite. Yeah, that he was a keeper. Right, Let's not let his ego too much <laughs> here. <Okay>. Let's. Go. <laughs> And, and, the fact that and I'm available. He's yeah, he's available right. because, See, right? I mean,
2: right? You know, he can't, I can't ask for my freedom and not give him his. Of so, course. you know, he can, he certainly can do what he wants to if he's, if he is, wants to do that. Yeah.
0: But, uh, you know, let's not build him up. Him. Oh, right. Mr. Six, it was so great yes, meeting you.
3: Thank you. Great, right, guys. Thank you. Oh, thank thanks you for so stopping much. in. Yeah. Right.
0: Yes,
2: you can go back outside now. Thank you. Oh.
1: Okay. Well, he was a doll. Yeah he's, a, yeah,
2: he's, he's very nice. He's, you know, he, he is when I, I have said many times, like, I don't want to be married again. I don't want to live with somebody again. I don't want a boyfriend, but, um, he, he makes it, he makes it hard not to want at least a relationship because oh. you know, he's really nice to me. He's yeah. Really good to me. He's very respectful and he totally gives me the freedom to continue to be myself and to understand that I'm on a journey that includes him, but is not about him.
0: Love it, and I think uh, that takes a pretty evolved man. Oh, well said. Love yeah. that. Love that. It yeah. takes a very, very evolved man for sure yeah. to be able Which, to like makes me just love him even more. Sure, it's like what man
2: is saying would would say to his you know wife or girlfriend. Sure, like sleep with who you need to sleep with. Just exactly. tell me about it, please, so that I know it's happening.
0: So. Okay. Well. All right. I would love to. I mean, I I just want to say I think it's beautiful that your friends, your brother, all of these people shared in your um you know growth and your liberation. I love how you called it the Laura's Liberation Tour, the L yeah. L T. And <laughs> yeah. encouraged you to write your book. And and I'm sure that process was very cathartic for you now. I mean Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean I continue to write, you know, mm-hmm. pieces
2: for myself like on media, my this, you know, uh, website sort of blogging. Mm-hmm. And I realize now like how much I work out in writing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm so grateful to have that in my life now because I didn't until this point. So it's right. kind of another part of, you know, merging as myself right now is, write, is writing, and I love that.
0: Wonderful.
1: Okay, you ready to be put in the hot seat, Laura?
2: Totally, always.
1: All right. Okay, so I asked you before we got on this Zoom interview, Sex in the City, because I immediately, th- like, you're Manhattan. It's yeah. one of my favorite shows. I love the movies. And I asked you, who would you be? Samantha? Carrie? Miranda? Carrie.
2: No, Carrie,
1: not Miranda. Well, you, but no, she's not Miranda. What you said was probably Carrie. (laughs) All right. But maybe more like Charlotte, secretly wanting to be Samantha.
2: Yeah. So everybody but Miranda.
1: Yeah. Well, and (laughs) and, 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 and you know what? Let's make that clear. Well, well, yeah. And she doesn't keep her business tidy down there, as we know from. Yeah. Yeah. She's got, she had, she had a waxing issue. Okay. So let's see how well you, are related to Carrie. Okay? So oh I'm gonna ask you some okay. questions. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna quote some quotes from some classic Carrie quotes and I'm gonna say almost all of it and you tell me how you'd answer. Let's see how close you get, okay? Okay. Okay. This is Carrie. I've spent forty thousand dollars on shoes and I have no place to live. I will literally be the old woman who lived. Oh, she's supposed to finish oh. the sentence. Finish the sentence. Oh, oh, finish the sentence. Who lived? In her shoes. Oh. That <laughs> okay, oh,
2: that's that funny. One. Okay, now I get how this is okay, gonna go. Yeah, you get it. Okay. know what I was thinking? In a subway tunnel. Oh. <laughs> so that's that was gonna be my answer, but now I get it. I get it now. Okay. okay.
1: Okay. Okay. It's the rule of life that everything you have always wanted comes the second you stop wanting it. No. Close. Close. Paying
2: for it? Close. Um Buying it, paying for it, sleeping with it. <laughs> looking <laughs> for it. Look, I'm looking. I'm looking
1: oh, for sorry. it. It's just not being so simple. Gosh. Um, when, when you're a teenager, all you want to do is buy a beer. But once you hit 30, all you want to do is get? Um,
2: a husband? <laughs> right. Carded. Oh, Carter. Isn't
0: that the truth? Yeah. Oh, 30? Come on. No, I mean, no. I'm
2: still I'm still begging at 50. I'm like begging. I know. I'm
0: so excited when they do.
1: I like money where I can see it. Hanging.
0: Oh. I like money where I can see it. I don't even know the answer to these. from
1: my Balenciaga bag? the oh, clothes Hanging in my closet. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Last one. Last one. I've revealed too much too soon. I was emotionally... Way too available. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, you caught ding ding ding. I'm going to give you that one, slutty. Oh.
2: <laughs> I mean, as, as I said, I wanted to be Carrie. I knew I wouldn't be. If you did me a rapid fire with Charlotte, I'm sure I would nail everyone on the head. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, th- I, <laughs> I th- who are you? I feel like I'm a Carrie too. Um, yeah, I'm a cross between a Carrie and a. Um, you might be a little Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah, you might mm-hmm. be. A little oh, you Charlotte. think Charlotte would have
2: said she wanted the husband at thirty.
0: Yes, yes, she would have said, yeah, yeah. or before yeah. that, she would have want kids at thirty. Like me, yeah. 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 So
2: yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't. I feel like I didn't pass that test well. It was a hard no, one. Oh, that was, I, a hard I, one. It was a hard, it hard was, one. I knew it was. I was setting myself up. It was for a disaster one. when I said I wanted to be Carrie.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. Well, let's recap your book. and Where we can find it again? The title is, and I'm going to let you say it because. Okay, I know it's it, uh, but available.
2: Uh, a memoir of sex and dating after marriage ends.
0: Awesome, oh, cool. and it is out, and in you can get it in um, Amazon on on the audio, and yes. then also it's coming out in paperback. In, in the- well, it's
2: you can download the audio, which I narrated. That's available right now. You can also download the ebook, okay. and you can pre-order hardcover on Amazon. It will be available in the United States as of September and Canada as of September fourteenth. And then the paperback won't be out until next May, but it's a, it's a bright blue cover with a big juicy peach.
0: So you cannot miss it. You cannot miss it. It looks like some no. It looks like some little butt, little butt. And yeah. I cannot wait Tight for
1: butt. the HBO series.
0: Oh my gosh. It's going to be awesome. I absolutely. Yeah. Like it's coming. Thing. You guys should be, you guys should yeah. start it. Really. Maybe yeah. we'll be your friends. No, telling I, you I, to write I will hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <All> I love <laughs> it. Well, thank you so much. Okay. We're going to end on song, but, um, Instagram everything we can we're going to have all your links on our um, Instagram page so they can read your articles and can buy your book and find you so
2: yeah and I love to hear from people so if anybody wants to reach out to say oh my god same that happened to me or you know tell me what kind of rose oil you keep talking about oh yeah DM me and I'll tell you okay
1: Okay. I'm DMing you in a little bit You can better believe it. Okay. This is um, from Sex and the City 2. I don't know if you remember this. They they did karaoke. The girls did. So we're going to – this is perfect for you.
0: All right. Okay. You ready? You say you yep, can't I'm ready. sing. i got it. Do you know how many guests have said they can't sing? And, and then they're they, they
1: like,
2: nailing it. it. Yeah. No, I really can't.
0: So uh,
1: <laughs> thank you for having faith in me.
2: But I know I can't.
1: Okay. I am woman, baby. Hear me roar. Here we go. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, get ready, girls. Until I'll make my
1: understand. Okay, oh yes, I am wise, but it's wisdom born in pain. Yes, I've paid the price, but look how much I've gained. If
0: I have to do,
1: I can't face
0: anything. I am strong, I am invincible. Oh, that was so fun. No, but I, I really felt
2: it. When we got to, I'm, yes. I'm strong, I'm invincible. Uh, I, hey, I you know too. what? This
0: is the
1: part of the Zoom we were released on Instagram because we were rocking we were and you know what girl you are invincible and you are strong and we are so grateful to have you for not one but two episodes yes you thank were you guys so so amazing to what talk a highlight to of my
2: week it has been you guys are so much fun and so insightful you're both you're the whole package oh so thank you thank
0: you thank you so much everyone go out and get available it's an amazing book it's awesome thank you bye. all right thank bye Follow us on Instagram at she's a 10 times five. Click on the link in our bio to listen. You can also find us on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to hit subscribe.